Hey guys, we're going to get into another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. We try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube and also anywhere you can get your podcast. And we're just so thankful that you guys are here and that you guys are with us today. So here's our podcast title uh, for today. And, and real quick, before we before we keep going here, um, Look under the video for the link for the new merch. We got some new stuff out there, so I think you guys will like that. And if you want to support the podcast, check out that link underneath the video, and you'll be able to find uh, where to support the podcast as well. So here's where we're going with our podcast for today. It's literally entitled, I Quit. I Quit. Now, before we get in this, as we're conversating, maybe on the road or listening or walking, maybe you can relate to this, and I hope you can. I really hope you can as we talk and and study and 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 go through this together. But before we really get into it, I want to give a disclaimer. Before we get into this podcast, um, we have to make sure that we keep everything in its context. So make sure that if you're listening, don't just listen to like the clips that you see, which is great. And I'm thankful for that. Um, don't just listen to like little bits and pieces of it, but listen to the whole thing in its context, just the whole podcast. And I think you'll be able to understand where I'm coming from on this. And maybe um, you can actually you'll actually be able to relate um, more than you think. All right. You'll, you may be able to relate more than you think. So um, let's go. You know, let, let's go with our podcast. So I quit. So as we talk about this topic of I quit. A lot of times as we walk through and as we keep working and doing what God wants us to do. Um, you can get to a point where it's almost like you feel like you have this limit and, and, uh, the things that have happened up to this point, you've always said things like, well, I, I'll just, I'll just work harder or, um, uh, you know, it is what it is, or, um, I'll take care of it or, you know, all right. It, it it is what it is, you know. Maybe just a phrase like that. I don't know, but but maybe you. That's how you kind of cope. Is okay. You know, it is what it is. I'll just work harder. You know, I fall into that. You know, okay. I'll just work harder. You know, that's how I. That's something that I know I'm good at, and that's something that I know that I can't mess up. I'll just work harder, and I can always work harder, and I'll just do that. I'll just work harder, and I actually don't mind that. But you can get to a point where, um. Even though you can do those things, you get tired of just, okay, I'll just work harder because you're exerting a certain level of energy into things, right, into your job or, or whatever that is. And so you can get to a point where it's almost like something happens where, okay, this is it. Like this, is, this is basically the straw that broke the Campbell's back. You know, I just can't anymore. Like I just, I just can't do it anymore. And so maybe in your mind you feel like, you know what, this is it. This is it. I, I quit. It's almost like up to this point for you, um, optimism seems more like a curse than a blessing. It was like optimism used to be a, a blessing for you. It almost might be that's who you were. You were optimistic about things. But then now it's like you know, optimism is more, more of a curse than anything. So maybe you're at the point where you know what, I, it's just, it's over. I'm done. And so, you know, I, it's taken me a while to get to this point because up to this point, you know, all right, whatever, you know, up to this point, you know, I'll just work harder. I'll just work harder than I've ever worked before. 
But, you know, you're just, you know, I'm just done. I'm tired. I quit. So maybe you can understand where, where we're coming from here, you know. So maybe you're here too. You know, I quit. You know, I quit. So here's where we're going with it. And maybe you can relate to this and just kind of listen and go through and, and, and conversate with us. And, and we'll have our Bibles here as we kind of talk through this. So here's why I quit. Number one, I quit because I'm tired of believing. Okay, that's reason number one. I quit because I'm tired of believing. When you think about belief, belief is, you know, it's a special thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, We have songs about it, right? Don't stop believing. You know, I believe in you. All these things, right? Um, Which is great, which is great about belief. But you can get to a point in your life where, um, and, and I want you to feel where you are right now. You know, think about your specific situation and, and the obstacles that you have to face and that you know that are in the way, per se. You may have optimism there. You may have a certain level of belief there, which is good. But in the back of your mind, if you're being real with yourself, what's there? I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of tired. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I believe anymore. You know, and... and Here's the thing about belief. You know, I think about Hebrews chapter 11, verse number six, where the Bible mentions, but without faith, it's impossible to please God for he that cometh to God, understanding this must believe, right? That he is, and that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So there, there has to be a certain level of belief there, but what if you just get tired of believing, you know, that that's possible. And maybe, maybe that's the wall that you've hit. You know, all of us, all of us have gotten to a point where spiritually and even physically something happens or a series of events happen and you just hit this wall and I I can't really describe it, but you understand what I'm, where I'm, you know, where I'm going with this. You just hit a wall and as you hit this wall, you start to question, why am I really, why am I really believing like that? And it's not like you don't believe the right things, right? But it's it's just like you just hit the wall and you're just like, all right, I'm kind of exhausted here. So maybe that's you. You know, I quit. I quit because I'm tired of believing. Yeah, I just think it's a wrap. I think it's a wrap. I'm tired of believing. But then number two, here's another reason why I quit. And I don't I don't know why it's taking me this long to get here. But I, I quit because I'm tired of believing. But then number two, I quit. Because I'm tired of trusting. Now, these these are like stair steps. So you have to believe in order to trust. In order to trust, you got to believe, right? So I, I'm just tired of trusting. And I just mentioned this wall, but I kind of think trust is almost like this wall that we built with each other. And even with yourself. And, you know, I think about the book of Nehemiah, right? So obviously the walls are broken down, so they have to be rebuilt back up, right? So all of us understand that concept of Nehemiah because all of us have, excuse me, all of us have this wall built. And as all of us uh, have this wall built, here's what we understand. We understand this about this wall. Um, This wall has basically become an impenetrable fortress, right? And so... Why is it so impenetrable? Why why is the walls that we built up so formidable towards others? Because at some point, we weren't building the wall. At some point, we'd had the walls open. 
And so remember those old like medieval movies where, you know, if an enemy or if a traitor or if someone who wants to negotiate, if they wanted to come in, you had to let the walls down from the inside. And then even then, when the walls were let down from the inside, you were met by guards who had to open up the big gate. So that's kind of how some of us are, right? And you've gotten to the point where, you know what, I don't want to believe anymore. I don't want to trust anymore. And so when these series of events happen in your life, you you become impenetrable. You become impenetrable. And it, it, you, you build up this giant wall because I don't want to trust anymore. You don't want to trust anymore. So now you don't want to trust anymore. Now it's like, you know what? This is good here. You know what? I quit. So I quit believing. I quit trusting. I just don't I don't want to I don't want to trust anymore. I just don't want to do it. But then here's the third one. Here's another reason why I quit. And maybe you can relate to this one. Not only do I quit because I'm, t- I'm tired of believing. I'm tired of trusting. But then number three, I- I'm tired of hoping. I'm tired of hoping. Now, hoping is a hoping is a, a beautiful thing. Right. You know. You know, faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love, 1 Corinthians 13. That's beautiful. You know, you got to have hope. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, right, the evidence of things not seen. So hope is great, but in order for hope to be fueled, you have to have belief and trust. So here's the thing about hope. Hope is a beautiful thing, according to those scriptures, but hope can also be dangerous, Sometimes we can feed people hope that's not real. And so sometimes in your life, as you're going through what you're going through, do you ever feel like you get something and you're being fed something that's not real? And it's almost like in a sense, in a sense, it's almost like you're chasing a ghost. You're chasing this concept. You're chasing this idea. You're chasing this reality. And it's like you're you're not chasing it's almost like it's not real. So now here, here's here's why giving out hope is kind of dangerous and it can it can tear you down. Think about this example. Think about if me and you right now, right? If if we owned, if we were a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, right? Me and you, and we have two candidates, right? Candidate one, I mean, he or she is just tailored for the job. Right. I mean, they've got the experience, they've got the knowledge, they've got the resources, they've got the connections. I mean, basically, they can it's it's basically a, a plug and play situation with this person. It's basically plug and play. So we know in our minds, me and you, we know, OK, it's over. We're hiring this person. Like, There's no competition. It's, it's this is this person. So we've already made our decision. So we call number one in. We basically say, hey, look, uh, we'll give you a call tomorrow. You got to come in, fill in the paperwork, and then this weekend you're starting. Or or next week you'll start. Perfect. Perfect, right? So then Candidate 2 comes in. Candidate 2 is great, too. I mean, he got the resources, got the knowledge. Uh, the only thing that Candidate 2 lacks is the experience. But we need somebody that knows what they're doing now rather than, okay, we got to teach them what to do. So Candidate 2, great, too. But we're just like, you know what? Um. You're great. You know, you're doing great things. You're, you're, you're on a good trajectory right now. Um, but here's what we want you to do. Now, understand, what do we already know mentally? We already know we're picking candidate one. 
So here's what we do. You know what? Why don't you stay by your phone and um, we may give you a call. Okay, so candidate two leaves. But how does candidate two leave the office, guys? What what did we just give that person, him or her? We just gave them hope. We just gave them hope. You see how dangerous that is? So now sometimes you may feel like, and, and we, we've done that with jobs too, you know. All right, we'll give you a call. You ever, you ever apply for a job? All right, we'll give you a call. And then you don't get, and then like two years later, <laughs> you get a random email. Thank you for applying. But we're going to go in a different direction. You could have told me that two years ago, right? It, it, that's just what happens. And, and sometimes, um, sometimes when, when you leave that hope, it's dangerous. So sometimes you might get to the point with where you are in your life. I'm tired of hoping. I'm just tired of it. So guys, these are the three reasons why I've quit. Because I don't want to believe anymore. I really don't want to trust anymore. And I really don't want to have hope anymore. I'm done. It's I can't believe it's taking me this long, but I'm done. I'm done. Or am I? You see, it is true, guys. I am done believing. It is true. I am done trusting. It is true that I'm done hoping. Those things, it's true. I am done. And it is true it's taken me this long to figure this out. But I'm done believing. I'm done trusting. And I'm done hoping in myself. But I do want to believe not in me. I want to believe in God and his portion. So I have quit believing in me, my strength, what I could do, what I can figure out, what I want to happen, what I want to happen. Now, it's a wrap with that. I can't believe it's taking me this long. And it's not like I, I wasn't taught or hasn't, hasn't, haven't read it. It just it's taking you this long to listen. I'm done believing in that. But I'm not done in believing in God's portion for me. What does that mean, God's portion? Look at Lamentations chapter 3, guys. Lamentations chapter 3. This is really good. We looked at this um, a little bit yesterday, just kind of in just personal personal study. Um, but Lamentations chapter 3. Actually, let's start in verse 23 so we can get some context here. So he's saying here about God's mercies, right? Verse 22, it's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. So think about this. How many times have you believed in yourself and what you wanted and you tried to control things and situations and people? You believed in people. You believed in opportunities. You believed in in things. And those things just didn't work. Guess what's still new every morning for you? His mercy and his compassion. So even though we chose the wrong things to believe in, we can choose to believe in God's portion. What does God's portion mean? Verse 23, his mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope. So now, the Lord is my portion. What does that that mean? The Lord is my portion, says my soul. 
guys, sometimes you have to you have to uh you have to get to the point in your life where you say I quit so you can truly understand who your portion really is. And I think we have to go through the disappointments and the hurt and the and the missteps and all these things. We have to we have to fall so we can truly understand who who should be our whole portion in our lives. And I think falling and failing and, and not getting it right, I think those those opportunities, um, those failures are really opportunities to, to grow closer to God. And so in Lamentations, Jeremiah says, look, the Lord is my portion. It's of his mercies that we're not even consumed for what we've done. It's, it's because of him. The Lord is my portion. So, yeah, I have quit. Stop believing in me or in other things, but I won't stop believing in God's portion. And you shouldn't either. The Lord is your portion, says my soul. The Lord is my portion. He's my everything. You know, I think here's another reason why um, you have to, you got to fall. And I think here's another reason why you got to be disappointed in things. I, I think here, this is just my opinion as we study this. I think you have to know what it feels like to put so much stock in who you are and put a lot of stock in your knowledge and put a lot of stock in other things and what they can provide and what other things. I think it's important that when you figure out that when you put so much stock in those things and you don't get the return that you invested, I think that's the moment where you really start to see that the Lord is your everything. I think there's a purpose in that. And so Jeremiah, he said, the Lord is my portion. He's everything now. He's everything. And Jeremiah had gotten to the point, if you read his book, in Jeremiah, he said, look, I'm done. Literally, he says he's done in the book of Jeremiah. I believe it's chapter 20. I want to make sure. Let, let me go check that because I want you guys to read that. Uh, ooh, it is. I got it right. Jeremiah chapter 20. Look at what he said in verse 7. He says, Lord, you tricked me. You deceived me. You said in chapter 1 that you knew me from the womb. You said you would take care of me. You said don't be afraid of their faces. You said you'd always be there to protect me. But then everybody's saying stuff. Everybody's doing stuff. I'm being knocked. I'm being kicked out. I'm being thrown away. I'm being thrown in jail. And you said you all this stuff would happen. You tricked me. You tricked me. But now we're in Lamentations. And he figures out the Lord is my portion. So, guys, here's some great advice. And I know you've heard this, but until you realize it, I don't I don't think you'll understand what this means until you've until you've put a lot of stock in other things. And then those other things fail. Until the Lord is your everything. Everything else, it won't fit. It won't fit. The Lord's got to be everything to you because sometimes you, you'll want to plug and play certain things and, and that's not going to work until the Lord is everything. You're always going to be searching for something, but that's something for you. They have to fail. And when that fails, you got to come back and realize, all right, like Luke 15, all right, my father's everything. And maybe, maybe that's why we're not blessed as we, as the Lord would like to bless us because we haven't realized that yet. And maybe that's why you want to quit. 
Maybe that's why you've stopped believing. Because you haven't really put the Lord as your portion. Other things are. Other people are. Until he is your portion. Until he is everything to you. You're always going to be searching for something. And you'll always be searching for God in something or in someone else. It might put a band-aid. It might be temporary. It might work as we saw in Acts 27 last week. But until God is your portion, it's going to fall short. It's going to fall short. So I have quit believing in me and in other things, but I won't stop believing in God's portion. I have quit trusting in me and my knowledge and my strength, but instead believe and trust in God's power. You know, you think about the power of God, guys, and um, it, it blows your mind to think about what God can do. God can do so much, and, and the potential that he holds for you and for me in my life is it's almost it's so exciting because it's almost like there's there's untapped power um, and there's untapped ability that God can just I, I mean, I wish I can even explain it, but it, he is so powerful that the only thing he asks us to do in any situation that we find ourselves in Psalm chapter 37 is regardless of what happens, just trust in me and keep doing good. I mean, I, I think sometimes we we try to take things into our own hands. Uh, I think sometimes we try to quote unquote fix things or make things right, quote unquote. But maybe maybe that's our problem. Is instead of trying to do that, we keep it simple. Just keep it simple. Trust in the Lord, Psalm chapter thirty-seven, and do good, and He will bring it to pass. He's got the power to do it. And the reason why sometimes in our lives, guys, that we, we've we quit trusting is because at some point in some time pocket, we've tried to control something too much. We've tried to control the situation too much. We've tried to puppet the situation so that the outcome could actually work the way that we figured it out in our minds to work or that we thought would be absolutely best for you. We tried to figure it out too much. We've tried to scoot the Lord over and and take his job. And that's the reason why we've lacked trust right now. And that's the reason why we don't want to trust things and we don't want to trust people and we don't want to we don't want to open to people. Not, I'm not saying that you got to lay it all out, but it's, it's not like you, you don't let people in because you've tried to take control too much. That's the reason why. And so it's easy to blame other people why you've built up that fortress. It's easy to blame other situations why the fortress is built up. But the true reason why that fortress is truly built up is because at some point you tried to control the situation too much rather than keep doing good and trusting in God's power and what he could potentially do for you. So think about the pride on our part if if that's been us. The pride on that part is, and we've all been there and I've been there, it's almost like, I don't believe that you can provide in this situation. That's that's really what a lack of trust is for God. I don't believe that you can provide a certain X, Y, or Z. So because I don't believe that you will provide it for me, I have to do something. I have to do something. It's almost like, and then here's what we'll do, guys. We'll, we'll have that mindset of I feel like I have to do something, and then we'll look around, and then here's what we do. 
we we justify making moves. So think about Genesis 16. So what was what was the move that was made? It might be that instead of the child coming through me, the child's going to come through Hagar. We got to make a move. That's the phrase. that. Have you noticed that? We'll, we'll use that phrase. Friends will tell us. You'll tell yourself. Family will tell you. You got to make a move. If you don't make a move, then blank won't happen. So look at the pride there on all of our sides. If you don't make a move, then blank won't happen. Okay, so let's let's roll with that. If you don't make a move, then blank won't happen. So here's what, we, what we're saying to the Lord. Well, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom. Colossians 3, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things that are above. Matthew chapter 7, ask, seek, and knock. Continue to search for my heart. Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the poor in spirit. All these things that, that Jesus wants us to do and focus our minds on. Psalm chapter 37, trust in the Lord and do good. You know what, God? That's not making moves. And I felt like that. It's almost like, you know what? I can't keep serving. I can't keep trusting and doing good. I can't keep doing all these things and not make moves. Because if I'm just serving, if I'm just helping people, if I'm just doing the stuff on my own and seeking first the kingdom and studying and growing, if I'm doing that stuff, then I'm not making moves to do other things. So if I'm not making moves to do other things, then I'm going to be overlooked because I'm just I'm just seeking first the kingdom. I'm just helping people. I'm just serving. So if I do that, then I'm going to miss out and be overlooked. I'm not making a move. You see what I'm saying? Maybe that's you right now. I got to make a move. But here's the thing, guys. <laughs> the best move that you can make is just seeking first God's heart. I, I, I am ashamed it's taking me this long to understand that. The best move you can you can make is just to search after his heart. That's it. Everything else that he wants to add, he will add. And I it, I know it it can feel like you're losing some type of control because it's almost like you're you feel like you're not making a splash in life. You no, know, it feels like your life isn't quote unquote progressing. I get that. <clears throat> I can sympathize with you there. I can sympathize with you there. But here's the thing about growing spiritually. It takes so long sometimes to really see that fruit of growing spiritually. But when you do grow, man, the people that you help, your impact that you can have, the light that you can shine, it's different. It's definitely different. It's definitely different. And so, you know, as you grow, understand God's power. You know, I think about Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him, excuse me, unto him that's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all. Notice this, above all that we can try to trust and control, above all that we ask, above all that we think, according to the power that works in us. So does that mean that the Lord can do above all that I ask and think and make me the richest man ever? Can the Lord do? I'm not saying the Lord's not capable, but this is not the context of this. The Lord is saying here that because being, or Paul is telling the Ephesian church here, the light that you can be to Ephesus for God, you can be that light. Because God can do more in you than you can do within yourself. 
So it's not about, well, the Lord's going to do abundantly above all that I ask and think and just give, give, give me stuff. Uh, that's a false reality. Not saying that the Lord's not capable, but this is not what this means. The Lord can do so much more in you for his glory than you could ever imagine. The Lord can help. Imp- you can impact so many people. You can do so many great things for his glory, Be- but it's not you. It's not your strength. It's not what you figured out. It's not who you know. It's not who you are. It's not your last name. It's him. The power that works in us by him, he can do way more than you can even ask or think that you can become. You know, I think about Joseph. Obviously, there were, I, I believe there were some lessons that Joseph had to learn along the way. I think there were some pride things. I think there were some ego things that he had to learn. But think about Joseph. Do you think, obviously having that dream, but do you think Joseph thought that he would impact the world the way that he did? That's how the Lord can work in us. Sometimes you might see yourself as, man, I'm just Jordan. How, what am I going to do? I mean, I'm just this. I'm just that. No, you're not. And you can believe that lie for so long. I'm just me. I mean, it's nothing. Who, <laughs> I'm just me. There's nothing I can do. Then there's a the lack of trust there on all of our parts, right? So then the third one, like we talked about, yeah, it is true. I have quit hoping in me and what I could what I could do and, and all this other stuff. But you don't stop hoping and believing and trusting in God's plan. Again, think about Joseph, the plan that God had for him. You know, the, the thing about God's plan is it's it's a wonderful thing. But here's a concept that I see in scripture sometimes. And I'm working on a sermon on this, so it's not ready. But these are just kind of, uh, you know, thoughts that I'm throwing at the board to see what sticks. <clears throat> I want you to think about yourself. And I want you to think about, how do I want to word it? So here's two examples. Here's two examples. So let's say that you are an older sibling or you have an older sibling, right? Your older sibling, they've had to go through things probably a little bit harder than you did because, number one, they were the first. Number two, they were the first to go through certain things. And so now with being the first of going through it, obviously they're going to have it a bit harder than you did because now you have an example. Others have an example because you were the first. So now think about your friend group. Think about people that you hang with. Think about the people that you love. You know, it's possible that as you as you think about where you are in life right now and the things that you face that people know, that people don't know, whatever you want to put there, the things that you got to deal with, it may be harder than what others have to see. It may be harder than what others have to deal with. Why? <clears throat> Maybe the Lord, let's say you have a friend group of four. Maybe you have to go through things harder than the other three. Because later on, the Lord's going to use you to preserve the other three. It's possible. You know, I think about Psalm 1. You know, I think about the image that's planted. That's uh, that's planted. Well, yeah, that's a good word. The image that's planted there, but the, the image that's given there in Psalm chapter 1. Talking about that he's like a tree, verse number 3, that's planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his season and his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does 
it shall prosper. You know, I think about sometimes us being this tree and we've been through the hottest, the hottest summers, the the hard wilderness, the long droughts, the, the bitter winters, the, the cold, cold winters, all these things that, that you've been through and that you've seen. And then when you withstand those things, you become this tree like Joseph was. <clears throat> and because that, because you didn't quit during suffering, because you didn't quit when you wanted to quit, you become this this rooted, grounded tree. You're you're built different. You're just built different because of the things that you've seen and gone through. You're built different. And now that you now you're this tree, and not only are you strong for yourself, but now your branches. You're home to someone else. Think about that. Because you dealt with things and, and you handle things and the Lord has guided you through things and the Lord has protected you through things, you're home for somebody because because you didn't quit. Then not only are you home, you nourish other people. The text says the 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 tree brings forth fruit. You nourish other people so that they can grow strong. And then on top of you being a home for someone and top of on top of you being nourishment for someone, then you're a protector. The leaf. Notice what the text says. His leaf shall not wither. So now you're so strong because of what the Lord has allowed you to go through and because of your humility through going through certain things. That now that the bitter winters that you had to face, the long summers that you had to face, the, the rainy days that you had to face. Others would have to face less of that because you survived and now you can provide shade for someone else. I think your suffering and I think our suffering and I think our disappointments and I think our failures and I think the the hurt that we that we all face. We can internalize it and we can say, you know, God, why did this happen to me or here it goes again or it's the same old story, it's the same movie, and that that might be true and I'm not trying to take that away. But maybe the Lord is grooming you to be a tree for someone else, for a nation, for a family, for a person, for a congregation. For I don't know. But maybe the Lord is maybe he's just grooming you to be this tree that needs to be planted and that everyone can can gather around. That's a that's a wonderful image, isn't it? So yeah, I think we should stop we should stop believing in ourselves. We should quit trusting in ourselves and we should quit hoping in ourselves. <clears throat> but one thing we should never stop believing in is that God is is my portion. He's my everything. We should never stop trusting in God's power. And we should never stop hoping in God's plan. I know the road is tough. I know the road is tough and and I know that you may understand what we've talked about today, <clears throat> but this doesn't take away the long days that are ahead. This doesn't take away the long nights that are ahead. And I don't want to sit here and, and and make you chase a ghost 
and say, well, basically, you know, things are going to work. Things are going to understand that there there are literally better days ahead because the future is ahead. I get that. <clears throat> but what I can tell you is I can't guarantee when those better days are coming. But as Sam and I talked about last week, what we can say is while you're journeying, we're here. We're here to help. We're here to walk through. We're here to pray with. We're here to rejoice as as little as a victory might seem to you. We're here to rejoice. We're here to we're here to weep with you. <clears throat> I mean, we're just here on the journey. We're just here. So I quit. There are some things we should quit, but uh, there are some things that we should never stop believing in, never stop hoping in, and never stop trusting in. So again, if you guys need help, you know, I hope that I was able to help you. And again, like I said, you have to listen to the whole podcast uh, to get where we're trying to go with this. Um, but I really hope that I was able to encourage you. And maybe you really feel that, you know, maybe you feel like that's where you are. Um, if, if you're local, we love to just get to know you and, and talk with you and really see where you are. I mean, come visit us here um, at West End, the West End Church of Christ. And we're just so thankful uh, for you guys and just come visit come be around we love to talk with you and get to know you and and uh, we really would would enjoy that uh, as you would come and see us and um, you know if you want to do something in here online or send a message or whatever that is or leave a comment you know bring them on bring them on let's talk let's study let's let's help each other and and let's try to grow so um, thank for you for you guys and appreciate everything you guys do and Lord willing we'll be back with another podcast on Monday thanks guys